guys if you guys have not seen this yet feel free to check it out it's on available in sega saturn's everywhere everywhere an instant classic the whole family can enjoy virtual casino for the girls and the boy Oh God. Whenever you start singing at the same time, it throws off all my rhythm because it's like a delay. Oh yeah. Well, that was the problem. I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to rhythm with you. Which one's better? Can you even pick a favorite child? Ted Bund which one who's better? Ted Bundy or Billy from Stranger Things? Hello, Zach. How's it going? Everybody out there in the watching this video also, hello. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> How are you though? All right. Yeah. Still, just... re still reeling after that extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile video we just. Did. Wow! What a great plug. Anyway, <laughs> it's like two months ago now or something. Yeah, that was our. That was like one of our first videos. I just can't get um... over it. So good. Just can't get over how random it was. Well, I can't get over how random it was. <laughs> we overhyped it, by the way. I think like in one of the in the Spider-Man one, we were like, this one got a higher rating, and like we actually gave it an eight out of ten overall. I was like, oh, what? What? Incredibly wicked? You mean? Extremely wicked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Incredibly. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, this one. This sorry, one. That one sorry. had like an eight point five. Sorry, John Malkovich, and, and sorry the judge who was. Uh, in the actual trial, I can't quote you exactly. Um, okay, so we're here today to, to continue one of our other series, uh, the Things That Define Us series. Yes. Uh, so this is, I. we both like lists so much. Uh, it's a perfect way each get five in. So today we're going to be talking about animated television shows, uh, our top ten animated television shows. Fun fact that animated television shows are not actually television shows because none were found in our list before and when it was top 10 tv shows yeah we just we basically arbitrarily we segmented them out <laughs> we should have said live uh, action tv shows initially we, we should have probably um we could change uh, you could change that i don't know well if we could rewrite history yeah we, we can actually well i don't want to get but, propaganda in there oh <laughs> So, um, I mean, it is a little arbitrary, but I feel like I feel like we both felt like we needed to separate them out because I know, in my case, I'm a huge animation fan, and um, even though they're both they're both different art forms of telling a story, and I I like animation a lot more than I like live action stuff, mm. but there's a lot to appreciate about both, and I think that. Um, I think that giving each their own category kind of helps us a little bit. <laughs> Spread what, it out. What is an animation for those at home who don't know? And they're like, <laughs> "Wow, <Okay. laughs> like I'm what? Is, what is an animated show?" Let's, let's not even begin to touch that one. <laughs> so animation includes all realms of animation. Just so you know. 
Okay. <laughs> so we get, we're dealing with a mixture of anime, cartoons, anything you want to put in here, claymation, uh, Legos. Oh. In you, motion. You immediately, with one of those things, you've actually already changed something on my list. So. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not <laughs> lying. What the hell? Something, something's Changed. coming up, going in, yeah. Oh, he was, Robot Chicken found his way in there. Okay. Nope. It's <laughs> the only... Okay, uh... Play Fighter. Nope, you'll be... You'll... You'll you'll, you'll just have to... Just have to see. Is there any possibility we have overlap for the first time on this list? It, we might. We might. I don't know exactly, but we could. I don't know. So We're going to keep it to, unique. Have, We're going to keep it fresh. I'll have to find out. We're two very unique individuals. We will never it's, overlap in anything. We might, we might. I, it's <laughs> it's tough to say because like I, I'm I'm I know I'm still like I just said. I one of my answers just changed. I'm having a hard time just deliberating over like what because what? I, I've liked so many animated shows, but like I don't know if I would. I'm trying to parse and separate out ones that I just love or are my favorites, as opposed to ones that were were like foundational pillars in my childhood and our foundational pillars now in different aspects of myself that I like or different aspects that I myself enjoy in animation and, and everything like that so that's that's the dilemma I face every week or every time we do these yeah this one actually there was like a couple I was I was upset that I couldn't include but overall it was a lot easier for me to do this than some of the others it came a little easier to me like there are distinct ones that are like you need to be on there and then at that point, I just went back to the model of like trying to cover everything that would encapsulate what I like, what I like about animation, what I like about TV, mm -hmm. entertainment in general. So, with that being said, who should start this thing? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you since you already asked. So, what is your number? <laughs> what is your? This is your no particular order. So, what is one of yours? Your top five. By the time I finish, you'll have switched your list around. Accordingly. <laughs> All right. So this one had to be there. I feel like I usually start with the ones that are like no questions for me, mm -hmm. and this one is little known anime, Dragon Ball Z. Very cool. So this is a definitely a, like a foundational one for me in terms of especially anime. I'm sure I never would have gotten into anime if it weren't for Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. And it was like an essential part of my childhood. Literally, it's just it was just big, a part of my vocabulary. It's that how it's just like you would just talk about these characters as just a given, and I became so intimately aware of the plot and everything that that's something I would connect with with like people at school and stuff. Like even my my best friend and I would literally when we would wait for the bus, the school bus, we would. We would be having Dragon Ball Z fights in real life. We'd be doing Kamehameha and we'd be throwing destructo discs at each other. That's, <laughs> that's what we'd be doing. Like that. Nice. That kind of like encapsulates like nerdiness too. Like <laughs> one of the oh, early totally. nerdy things about me too. And the fact that it's just it's so successful and so it's so mainstream now as far as anime goes too. I mean, it's a testament to how good, how iconic it is. Mm. But yeah, it's like, it's maybe not like a fundamental in any part of things, like a, any like genre of animation or things like that that I like. 
but it's fundamental and defines me in that it literally defined my childhood a lot in a lot of ways and defined like a trajectory of me getting into anime in the way I did and kind of embracing nerdiness too like literally mm. Dragon Ball Z fights was like <laughs> that's, that's, I, that's a breakthrough I, I used to do the same thing with uh, Pokemon yeah. Sixth grade. Sixth sure. grade. We were, uh, we, me and a friend, one of my best friends uh, in elementary school. We, uh, yeah, we used to pretend that we were Pokemon trainers and stuff. And it was fun. We would do that too. We had a good yeah. Time um, so yeah, I don't know if there's any more to be said. It's just that it's a timeless anime for me. I feel like I need to watch it again. Like, mm. it's one of those ones that's stood the test of time, to where there's a lot of shows I watched early on. That are only just the kind of vague memories. I just like I know I like that, but I don't know the intricacies of it. But Dragon Ball Z, I can tell you all the different uh, the different sagas, the different plot points, the different characters, and still yeah. still enjoyable to this day. It, I'm actually not. All that being said, I'm not even caught up on Dragon Ball Super at all. So I need to get on that. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, I didn't I didn't really start getting into Dragon Ball until uh, within the last maybe year. Because uh, a friend of mine and I went through um, went through Dragon Ball Z abridged, mm-hmm. and while we were in the very beginning of it, I was like, "This is this is my jam," because I I, I had known basically I just know tons of stuff about Dragon Ball just through um, the zeitgeist. I guess yeah, yeah of of anime of of anime culture sort of let's just you know okay. stuff about Dragon Ball just because of Dragon Ball Z, more more the Dragon Ball really, uh, but you know stuff about Dragon Ball Z just from people talking about it, just from people who are into anime um, mm-hmm. kind of just have a general concept of it and it's, you know, it's a sci-fi plot and it's also like a lot of the shonen tropes that people see these days, you know, escalating power escalating uh, stages of fights and stuff like that, um so, yeah, I mean, I had known, like, tons and tons about it. Uh, but then when we, we did that, I was like, all right, I need to actually, like, get over myself and, like, really get into Dragon Ball. Because I've always kind of... I've always appreciated Kira Toriyama as an artist, and I've always really appreciated um, how... what Dragon Ball Z did to... particularly in the West, how it catapulted it to... Pop, uh, anime mm. to more of a you know less anime convention we're in we're in a back room somewhere watching this subtitle fan subtitled thing because that's the, the only people that are interested in it into like now there's whole huge convention halls that are just filled with anime stuff so yeah. um yeah and there's just so many iconic things about Dragon Ball specifically they're recognizable to people who are not even near the realm of anime too it's like just the very the Super Saiyan look itself, the over nine thousand that, mm. <laughs> that was a very big part of early internet days. And, and I've even I've even delved now into a little more snobbery, Dragon Ball too, um, where where like stuff with because uh, there was a whole there's a whole thing about um, I don't think there's there hasn't really been one good like like uh home release of it in the west i don't think like one that 
every, basically every home release has issues in some way or another. Um, the old orange box DVDs had, were 16 by 9 and they cut out a lot of visual information because they're, they're, they're literally stretching the image to fit a widescreen TV. Um, some of the other some of the other random releases had had issues. Uh, the most recent Blu-ray release has issues. Um, they they started to release uh, like a, the true version. They were a little bit more expensive sets, but they didn't sell particularly well. And I get on a whole other tangent about this, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm one of those like people that really want to watch Kai more than once I get through all of Dragon Ball, I'm I'm gonna start with watching Kai instead of Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. So, yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just my own personal foibles with it. Ooh. But I can I can, yeah, Dragon Ball, very popular. So <laughs> I totally under, totally understand that. That's really cool. But I'm all glad. that yeah, I mean, all that being said, with like the mainstream like. It's just being known for, like, almost the memes of, like, over 9,000, Super Saiyan, like, just screaming a lot in matches, in fights, like, fights lasting forever. Um, Yamcha being a uh, horrible person. Yeah, even with all that, there's a lot, if you really look at it, there's just so many cool moments, and there's a lot of badass moments, there's a lot of actually emotional moments, too, where you really get attached to these characters, and... yeah. Even across several seasons, it manages to stay pretty strong throughout. I mean, people have their preferences on sagas, but generally there's always something to like about each one. Mm-hmm. And just there's a reason the characters are so beloved. And yeah. It's just, its reputation precedes itself. Yeah. Actually, I think the first time I, I became more a little bit more into and I looked into Dragon Ball... Was back when Kai was airing on TV, because I saw like one of the first, the probably the first or second episode, um, when like Goku just dies, and then the whole all the whole cast is just getting like emotionally responsive, and I remember myself being like, oh, like I was like getting kind of emo- like emotionally invested in it. I was like, all right, this is really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely does have a. It definitely is a is cool and. And, what and, it does, and really, how it's, it does uh, the way the the story progresses, it's so crazy to think about too. Where you look at the Saiyan saga with Raditz, and the idea of power levels is really just—it's done so well. Where you can see how much has changed if you look at season one with Raditz, all the way to the Boo saga at the end. It's like the power is so visible, and they do such a good job of, of showing progress in these characters. Mm. It's crazy. I love it. Cool. Yeah. So, to chart my own anime course, uh, uh, one of my one of my my foundational pillar in anime is Naruto. Okay. Um, and uh, like many is. people, many people in the mid two thousands would know, Naruto was everything in that in that period of time. Uh, that was like for for the the two thousands. So the '90s was Dragon Ball. That that was that was the that was the, probably one of the big first big waves of anime getting catapulted into uh, into the mainstream. Naruto was that for the 2000s, I would say. Um, it's to the to the point where like you can still go into stores 
uh, like comic stores and stuff and find tons of Naruto stuff. Um, it's it was the first show that I started to watch where I was really drawn to how how it really was um, narrative driven. It wasn't necessarily episodic, but it was very narrative driven. There's another show on my list that's that's kind of the same way, um, but this was the first one that uh, that got me really thinking about anime as in, in watching anime. I I one I'm keeping off my list. It's one of my favorite animated shows of all time. Um, and I would say it's kind of a pair to Naruto, but Naruto, um, because of its long form, and I, I got into uh, reading fan translations of the manga before any of the anime, any of, we got any of the anime translated and dubbed. Um, I got into AMVs, anime music videos of, <laughs> of Naruto stuff. Um, yeah, uh, my my friend David was the uh, was the one that got me into it, and a um, uh, lot of I, it's inextricable. Like anime to me, like me getting into it is is just completely inextricably linked with Naruto. Um, yes, yeah, Dragon Ball Z and Naruto definitely the, the yeah, gateway drugs into anime right there for for sure. I mean, especially especially for the, these periods of time, anyways. Um, might be harder for people to get into Naruto now because it's so because it's done. So um, now there's Boruto, Nar- Naruto Next Generation. Mm-hmm. So uh, so there's that. But um, but um, I, I just like I'm trying to think of like where else to go from it because like it was very influential in getting me into it, and that was that was my that was my gateway. Uh, I didn't really start getting super back into it again, because um, th- there were a few times where I was trying to stay up to date with a manga, and I did that if, like probably like a few years apart from each other. It would be like, oh, Naruto's probably like way ahead now. I should try to catch up, and so I'd like download all the fan translations and stuff and try to catch up a little more. Um, so with the um, with that. It, it kind of like it come and go in waves where I'd be really into it and then I'd kind of like push aside and eh, not as much anymore, not as much into it. And there was a period of time where I was kind of like in denial. I was like, yeah, Naruto's not really that good or and stuff like that. But I was still very appreciative because I was like, it, but it's the one that got me into anime, so I have a soft spot for it. Um, when I got to college and when Toonami came back in force, they had a huge push that they were having Naruto back on Cartoon Network. And it was going to be uncut, and they were going to do the dub, and that was really great. So, uh, so it started where me and people from the dorm got together on Saturday nights to watch that. But unfortunately, due to the horrible system of the TV, how the TV was streamed on computers, and the fact that the that the lounge was always taken, we couldn't watch the show reliably. Mm-hmm. So we decided to we're just going to stream it, um, and we're just going to watch it that way. We're just going to watch it dubbed that way. So we did, and it was only like me and another friend at that point, uh, me and just one one other person, and my friend Dubs, who I've probably I feel like I mentioned him on the channel before. Um, but we made our way all the way through Naruto over the course of 
Over the course of that year, we made it through Naruto Shippuden, uh, and then we kept going after I graduated. He was a couple years younger than me. So after I graduated, we still would get together through Skype, like we're doing now, and we'd watch through episodes of Naruto. And we caught, we caught all the way up to, like, where the anime was, basically, until it was hitting filler in the middle of the climactic arc, which is really, really sad to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then moved on to other stuff, and we haven't gone back and finished it yet. Um, but that show... Because that show mm. has stayed with me over the years like that, uh, that it's just so integral to me as an appreciator of animation. Because um, we we skipped filler while we were watching it. Probably someday when I when I watch through it again, I'll probably watch maybe not all the filler, but I'll watch some of it. <laughs> um, but it's it's just so foundational to me as enjoying anime and being introduced to that to that whole massive tons of different genres I didn't even realize were a thing it's very foundational to me as a person and um, I mean I still I'm, I still think about like different things that the anime did that I still get chills about different the opening songs that I really like that I really jive with um, the music of the show I ha- I like yeah it's Naruto is really big for me I, I, I love it so yeah, so you said it's hard to get into now, but what? So what would you say to me? I've never seen an episode of Naruto. Is it worth watching now? I'd say it's worth watching. Absolutely. Like, do I? If you're, I, I mean, I would warn people that it's you know it's a long form show, um, that you got to know what you're getting into before you you do it. But see, so, yeah, the biggest thing I've heard is that the filler is what is what makes it hard for a lot of people. Um, so that's why you skip it. <laughs> yeah. So, see, I'm I'm very anal about. I never, I always watch every episode of anything that I watch. I'm like, I watch everything in order. I don't want to skip anything. So I'm like, how is the the filler really that bad? That's not even worth watching, huh? Some of it is. Some of it is good. Some of it is generally well regarded by fans. That's astounding uh, to me. I need to. I really want, I'm curious to see what makes it so bad. To, to well, because it, it like, because it's cutting. So like towards the end of the show is because it was cutting into. The the like the actual story to the point of it being like frustrating to watch because mm-hmm. it is just it's just drawing it out almost aimlessly. Mm. So it's kind of frustrating that it's cutting into really dramatic stakes and tension and stuff, and then it's just like, and now we're just going to extend it with stuff for a while, and it's just like, uh, like why, why are you doing that? Um, I think, like I said, probably some of it is is worthwhile, and I want to give it a shot at some point, but because it's not integral to the overall arc of the story, I just say skip it unless you're person like yourself in which case i would very i would just caution you <laughs> that yeah, some a, of it is probably not very good i'm a completionist of, of television that's what i am fair enough so that's, that's why it makes things hard like naruto and one piece even though i love i love one piece from the episodes i've seen i haven't seen yeah ne- nearly a percentage of them but because now it's like 800 plus episodes now what am i going to do with that yeah. No way. Uh, yeah. So okay, okay. DBZ Naruto. 
two pillars, the shonen, shonen family. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I should just move on to my next uh, growing yep. up anime <laughs> pillar, which is Pokemon. Okay, cool. There you go. That's. Uh, I mean, it's. I guess it's also kind of a gateway to anime for me, but for some reason, Pokemon was always like this separate entity where it's like, that's not anime, that's Pokemon. It's its own thing. <laughs> I, yeah. rem- I remember, because friends, I mean, kids were stupid and didn't know any better back then. They were like, they would be like, Pokemon's not an anime, is it? I'm like, what? Yeah, it is. Like, no, it's just Pokemon. It's Pokemon. This it was like, and it's such a phenomenon, especially the time I was growing up in school. They, like everyone loved Pokemon, and around the time were like Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but Pokemon cards were prevalent and everything. It was just such a part of the uh, little kid culture, and honestly, it's kind of like my the childhood wonder is great about it. This in the imagination of just creating this whole world, and honestly, growing up, I was just obsessed about just the thought of Pokemon being real, like. One of the, like, the also nerdy things that I would do with my brother, because my brother, I mean, bro, my brother's responsible for a lot of this as well, because he would, he was older than me, and he would watch things like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, and that would get me into them. Mm-hmm. But we would literally go into Pokemon.com, we would look at the Pokedex entries, and we would, like, we'd take measuring tape, and uh, we'd, like, do the heights of the Pokemon to see how tall they would be in real life. And they'd be like, wow, that's a really big one. And they just like the huge ones that you can even measure. And, I mean, that's another thing. Just like with the same friend who we were all obsessed about Dragon Ball Z. We were both obsessed with Pokemon as well. We'd, we'd have like fake, fake Pokemon battles. Me and my friend, we would always make up like huge stories and narratives together as well. Of like adventures we'd go on and we'd have like a certain... We'd have... Pokemon that we'd acquire along the way, we'd have to keep track of what Pokemon we had in our own heads. So it was very complicated, but Pokemon was really such a fundamental part of my childhood and all the way up till now, where through the anime and the games together, mm. it's such a big part of the growing up. And there was a lot of like really, you really get attached to the characters, and there's a lot of really great emotional moments as well that I really look fondly on especially the first couple seasons is where was the prime Pokemon and that original in, voice in, actor the Indigo, Indigo and Johto journeys yeah and yeah it's just a, I could not have it on this list because I mean Pokemon it's, was such a huge part so. yeah yeah I totally get that um gosh um I think my my well my very first thing that I'm thinking of was like my childhood um, is there's a few things I think about Nickelodeon was the only thing we got we didn't get Cartoon Network through my cable for the most part so I wasn't really ever exposed to things like Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab I knew they existed mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't I, was never huge into them um i feel like if i watched them now i'd I'd really appreciate them and enjoy them but um uh but growing up my favorite show on nickelodeon was doug of all things it wasn't 
wasn't Rugrats. I liked Rugrats a lot. And it wasn't Hey Arnold. I liked Hey Arnold a lot. Um, and... But Doug was always, like, my favorite one. I, I just... I liked the fact that he was... He had an imagination, and he, he dreamed himself, you know, worlds to escape in, and it would help him try to help him solve his problems, but more often than not, it was just be Doug daydreaming. Um, but those are fun. I could kind of relate to that a little bit. Um, I liked how it was... how it confronted the weird area of adolescence and and coming to terms with like growing up your best friend moving away dealing with that that stuff um uh trying to just trying to interact with a girl that you like uh being competitive um it, it's kind of hitting on like a lot of the i guess a lot of the sort of little kids shows type of like um, trying to have uh, sort of emotional helping them with like emotional intelligence type stuff um, so dealing with dealing with different topics in that way but like Doug always did it in a way that didn't felt like it was I'm not saying that like Arthur or anything like that is talking down to them but like those are clearly geared towards a lot younger audience where I, I would say Doug Doug was more of a it was more of a ultimately like a middle school audience because he's in sixth grade, and he's dealing with a lot of stuff that that um, people that people that age would be dealing with. So, but as a little kid, I just really liked it. It was, I guess, maybe something that was like, oh, I'll be able to deal. You know, that's stuff that I'll be able to deal with when I'm older and things like that. I remember thinking about it that way, finding uh, finding stuff with the imagination of like Quail Man and and. Um, you know, superhero scenarios and and the stuff that he would he'd be able to to come up with creatively. I just I think it was it was creative in its constraints because they clearly you go back and watch it now they clearly were in particularly really early episodes. Um, the the animation has its ups and downs. Um, there's definitely some mistakes in the animation that you can you can catch. Um, there's some some funky stuff in the animation but um yeah i just it was really it, oh someone someone's speeding up mm -hmm. um yeah it was just i don't know i really like always really liked doug it was just always a, a really big favorite of mine and um yeah i guess i just i just liked how it how it confronted problem problems in a it wasn't like over the top you know like he his imagined scenarios were the over the top part, but really it came down to dealing with realistic problems in a fun, entertaining way, and it could be and it was genuinely funny at times. So, so is Doug? Does Doug still hold up today? Can, I would say so. Can I get into Doug now? Because I've never seen Doug. Before. Can I get into Doug now? I've never. I I've never. I don't know. <laughs> I've never watched an episode before. Probably not. Probably if you didn't <laughs> grow up with it. Probably not. I mean, just being honest. But yeah. it's, it's a show that me that's very, very special to me. I, I've, I, 
I've always loved Doug. And the Disney version was okay. It wasn't anything special. It felt very much... Uh, it just it felt very different. Um, but, yeah. The, the Nickelodeon Doug in particular was the was the one um, yeah. where uh, where Billy West actually voiced Doug and not some random I don't even know who voiced him in the Disney show but um poser yeah okay well oh Jesus and an earthquake real quick right, I'll go ahead and admit it I'm a Cartoon Network fan always have been there you go Maybe won't, but I always have been. I mean, I, I like Nickelodeon a lot as well, actually. I, I, I watched both growing up. Literally, mm-hmm. I would switch. It was usually Cartoon Network first. If it didn't have a show on that I liked, I would switch to Nickelodeon. Um, so both have a lot of really near and dear cartoons. I was even just looking at, like, looking up Cartoon Network, an image of, like, a bunch of different Cartoon Network shows is on. Like, man, that's a lot of great stuff. And I watched almost all of the ones that were in this image. I'm like, wow. You never really think about how much how much it's impacted you and how much like it was so prominent growing up. It's like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, whole other world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile we got Cartoon Network over here. <laughs> and you know, it's hard narrowing it down. Um, even like outside of Cartoon Network, SpongeBob I really wanted on this list. I was like, I love Spongebob, it's, it'll always be close to my heart for sure, but when it came down to it, I was like, I want to try to cover everything that I enjoy, and Courage the Cowardly Dog, that's got to wow. be it. Wow, <laughs> I'm impressed, I'm impressed because that, that show is like, it's weird, and it's like almost like not even really for kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but that's 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 why it was so foundational in my in my life of television is because I always was drawn towards weird stuff, being mm-hmm. the weird one and the stuff that's a little out there. Curse the Cowardly Dog did that so well, and it's, it's like it's definitely it was, out there. It's definitely out there. I think it's really a brave for like a cartoon. It did a lot of really cool stuff. It was like actually <laughs> disturbing stuff. I was like spooked out when they. Because they literally live in the middle of nowhere. And they'd have just random people show. Whenever you hear someone knocking on the door, it's like, oh, God. Something's something's going on. It's always someone shady. <laughs> so Always someone shady. like, hmm, yeah, we have something here. They're clearly shady, but, <laughs> but the, of course, the old couple that lives there doesn't know any better. And Courage is just trying to do his best to look out for them. And then uh, Eugene just like, stupid dog. You make me look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so great. There's not really much to say about it. That's pretty much all there is to it. Is it's a, the weirdness, the creativity out there, and just like mm. it just just does what it's trying to do so well. And like for a children's show, it, it presented something really unique growing up. And I, I honestly really want to go back and and watch the episodes. I have like the, the first season on DVD. I haven't gotten around to like rewatching it again, but something so cool that it's like it's very hard to find a comparison, something comparable to it in, in cartoons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, 
So you're not going to put it on the list. I've actually changed my list already again in my mind. So you're not going to put it on the list. But I will. And Someone's going to do it. That's SpongeBob SquarePants. Did it not I, even come up in your mind I, or something? No, no, no. Uh, so or, originally I was shifting things around. I, I want to at least throw out a, a quick honorable mention. Wallace and Gromit. That was the okay. one where you mentioned claymation. I was like Wallace and Gromit. It's like <laughs> no. a, that's like a that's like a foundational pillar, and it's like Jesus. Yeah, but not really more than anything else. And I wanted to really talk about Doug because I like that a lot. Um, and that show just doesn't get talked about very much. But, um, but uh, but yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants. I would say is is a pillar for me just in terms of humor. Um, I still I still quote bits and pieces of that show to this day and still find it funny like probably maybe even more funny now than i did when i was a little kid yeah just some of the some of the things that that show did just like it really hits hits my my funny bone like really well it's i don't know there's something about about all that it's particularly the first three seasons up to the movie um the movie post, is so good. The movie, post, is, so the movie good. is really good. Uh, post movie SpongeBob kind of kind of had its ups and downs. A lot of downs, some ups. Um, but he's still I guess SpongeBob. Post second movie SpongeBob, which I haven't seen the second movie. Post second movie is actually like a rena- a new renaissance. I <laughs> really haven't. Yeah, I actually watched an episode from it, um, from that from post second movie, and I was laughing. It was like the yeah. first time I was laughing at SpongeBob again, and it was yeah, it was a funny, fun episode. And I was sh- having a good time. You should watch the so. second SpongeBob movie. I think I think it's good. Yeah, I've heard I've heard really good stuff. I've I've heard, which is interesting, that the they pumped up like the live se- the like CG segments, mm-hmm. but like that that happens. It doesn't happen until like the last like twenty minutes of the movie or something. Okay, something okay. like that. That's that's what I've heard, and I'm like, that's well, we're crazy. Gonna, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but SpongeBob SquarePants, in terms of just, yeah, the it, it's so funny. It's dumb. It's it's uh, it's dumb, but it's written smartly. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like the Sim- yeah. kind of like the Simpsons in its way, because the Simpsons like is pretty dumb. But all of the jokes and, and writing in it is are fairly. I don't want to. I don't want to put The Simpsons on the same level as SpongeBob in terms of, in terms of because Simpsons had a lot of huge like uh, a lot of very funny people like professional humorists <laughs> working on it. But did they have um, Tom Kenny? <laughs> did they have Tom Kenny? They didn't, have, the they didn't have Tom Kenny. At least not as far as I know. They didn't have him voicing anyone, at least not for a while. Um, yeah, uh, there's something. There's something about how how that show was written. A lot of care, a lot of craft, in even like really silly, stupid things. Mm-hmm. It just makes me laugh, and it still makes me laugh. Um, and that, to me, is why is how it stands the test of time. The fact that I can still find that show as funny, if not funnier, than I did when I was a little kid. Um, like it it's that's just that's all i want sometimes in a cartoon is just a laugh and that show does it still does the older stuff i should say it still does uh, it's so good it's so good and it's and it's wholesome fun good wholesome yeah. fun it's hard for me to get into things that are wholesome these days <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's a shining light 
and the fact it, I love things like this where it's, it's definitely a phenomenon where it was like such a again part of part of culture growing up and, and also part of internet culture for sure Spongebob is like oh yeah Spongebob is like is like meme culture now like yeah you you um it seems like every year there's a new sponge a new like still from a Spongebob episode this me like the the Patrick one is like that's like this year's one I didn't see that before this year the well. Patrick like up on the where he's up on the overhang and he's like looking down he's got like that creepy angry looking vo- uh face we the, have it the, as the a cre- the creepy the evil yeah that one okay yeah yeah that one yeah, there was seen, the there was the, spun- the spongebob doing that weird like doo, 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 <laughs> one that was used for <laughs> I, a while dang it. like that was a that was a much older one that, I have one, a that was shirt. probably like three years ago I have a you have shirt a shirt that, that has that on my the, my mom came home with like some shirts there was like a couple <laughs> office shirts and then there was one there was like it says them grow up and it's like me grow up with like the capitalizations yeah, with the, the crap yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's yeah i like that see that one's fun that and that one's like two or three three or four years old now um so like each year kind of has like their own little spongebob one but it's such good characters um, too yeah very funny um that's i think that, that was where post movie kind of started to to die i think a little bit because they the characters became so much more one note than they were before oh yeah um, or to the point where they like weren't even the same characters anymore. But that's a that's a whole other topic. Well, I mean, but yeah, it, it doesn't get much better than SpongeBob and Patrick. Like that's such a great combination. They're they're a great a great duo. Um, and like Squidward, Squidward's such a great balance to it too. The older I get, the more I can relate to Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> and I can ne- I can never get over the fact that the freaking Krusty Krab was run by two employees. And one boss, <laughs> one person cooking everything, one person at the register, and Mr. Krabs yeah. just exists. Here's, and then... here's the thing: that the customers order the food, you cook the food. You do that for <laughs> you do that for forty years, and then we die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh man, even like the 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 very first episode is so iconic too. Like they really hit the ground running. Great Help stuff. wanted. Yeah. With uh with uh. Living in the sunlight, loving in the moonlight. We had Tiny Tim singing. What a great, yeah, that's a great, that is a, that's a fun, fun episode. Only 90s kids will understand SpongeBob. Only 90s kids. <laughs> it, was, it was 1999. Yeah. It was like in the summer. I actually remember the first episode of SpongeBob that I watched. I was on vacation in Booth Bay Harbor, and I had gone, we'd gone back to the room for something, and I did, we turned, turned the TV on, and it was, um, and it was pizza delivery was the first episode still one of still probably top five spongebob episodes for me i love that episode um and just at the moment the moment that i still love is is when he's doing all the checks on the boat and then it's just a dumb silly like sight visual gag but then he you know he checks the tire pressure pressure and he's like huge <laughs> and he's floating around and it still makes me laugh as much as i did when i was a little kid i remember just having so much fun watching that so yeah the, mm-hmm. uh it's good good wholesome fun and and yeah like you said it was a phenomenon that was like nickelodeon's first major cash cow because 
Rugrats was like the they were bit, that was as much marketing as they had gotten before. They had a couple different theatrical release movies, um, one of which came after SpongeBob. But yeah, SpongeBob was just like a whole new thing mm. for them. That's that's yeah that, that catapulted that that uh, from I think honestly that's what sort of led them to move to LA. That's where Nickelodeon is now because it wasn't. It wasn't Orlando, but like they needed more space. They needed a bigger studio, so they moved facilities out there. So yeah, so I mean, I, when we inevitably do our uh, ten movies that define us, I wouldn't be surprised if the SpongeBob SquarePants movie comes up. Just <laughs> this is a cheating way of putting SpongeBob on a list. <laughs> but uh, I, I just didn't love. I love that movie so much never get enough credit it's good stuff for sure and spongebob one of the best characters ever made patrick one of the best characters ever made beautiful beautiful friendship all right so i like how that just that just came up because i mentioned it and then it became part of your list (laughs) yeah it was it was part of my list it was it in the fluctuation things are happening I, i had to include that though really like it's too it's too important to my sense of humor to not to. Mm. Well, along the same vein, uh, I knew I had to incorporate humor into this list. I always, I always have to find some pillar for humor. And for me, I went a different way. I went with Rick and Morty. Ooh, Which good show. So good, and one of the first ones in recent memory that I really binged a lot of episodes back to back because I just fell in love with it. I was only like I think I only started watching it because um, Blind Wave a channel I watched were about to start doing reactions to it. And I was like and I would, back then I would try to watch, try out shows before they were going to react to them and then like I ended up just watching all the episodes before they're even through season one and mm. it's just so so good and i mean it covers my like more adult humor mixed with the animation and i already feel like i need to rewatch it again the new the new season comes out in a few months now november but rick and morty's it's so good it's just really brilliant comedy a lot of great comedic timing um great how they incorporate all the different characters and i don't know i haven't fallen in love with uh, an animated show uh, that's not an anime. I haven't fallen in love with a show like that in a long time. Mm. So Rick and Morty really stuck out, stood out for me. I'm, I'm glad I hopped on board because it was kind of like a mainstream thing at the time. Where it's like, I always, I always kind of, if I'm not on the train before it starts going, I'm I'm more likely to just not jump on at all. Because I'm like, too mainstream. But I went for it. <laughs> and like, okay, it makes sense now. But now Rick and Morty is the new meme generation, just like, especially, especially like when season three, season two were airing, it's like all over the place. You can't avoid Rick and Morty's everywhere. Yeah, get that Mulan Szechuan sauce, Morty. This <laughs> is so good. So good. Have you watched it? So here's the, here's a funny, here's a funny thing. This has happened now with two or three shows. Definitely happened with Bob's Burgers and it definitely happened with Rick and Morty where I would see one or two episodes of those. I have probably saw three episodes of Bob's Burgers and one episode of Rick and Morty, and I recommended them to people. I was like, these shows are great. (laughs) 
you need to watch them. They're very funny. Um, and then I didn't watch a single episode. And then a couple weeks later, it was like, oh hey, I just finished uh, the whole the whole last episode of uh, Bob's Burgers. Where I was like, at that point, it was probably like four seasons long. And I was like, I have seen the same amount of episodes as I did <laughs> when I told you to watch it. Um, and then that exact same thing happened with Rick and Morty. It's like, oh, I'm I'm through all the I'm through both seasons. And I was like. And this has happened not just with one person. This has happened with multiple people that I've done this with. So, <laughs> there it is. Um, so I'm like, you see, you're talking about boarding the hype train. I'm like, I'm like the guy like saying, hey, 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 come over here. I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a carnival barker, basically, like trying to get people to come and on board you, the train. Then you forget to and hop then, on yourself. And, and then never hopping on myself. Yeah. So All right, well, well, I, uh... I've, I've <laughs> seen more. I've seen more episodes of Rick and Morty since. I've just, I've never systematically gone through any of the seasons i've just seen bits and pieces of some episodes um oh, yeah so uh, to, enough to appreciate how fun and funny the show is it's for definitely sure. worth watching through because they do surprisingly some really cool stuff with like mm. a plot going through the seasons and not just being for the most part you definitely can enjoy it on episode to episode basis but there's some really yeah. cool stuff where the ties stuff together yeah and just some really brilliant writing all around it's just and Very voice cool. acting, yeah, and the and the fact Jesse Roiland is awesome. Yeah, and the fact that so many people—it's always a testament to a comedy like this—that so many people can latch on and really just be out loud laughing to this, and it becomes a phenomenon, just like SpongeBob. It's the modern phenomenon. It's it's definitely a testament to how effective it is at what it's doing, and it's mm. like there's definitely a, there was definitely a market out there for. It's a quote-unquote edgy, actually, cartoon. It's like yeah, definitely. I'd say it's edgy. It's, I'd definitely say it's edgy. Yeah, because there's like subtle political commentary in there. Different. Uh, they just like throw it in there, and they'll just say, just like really controversial stuff out of nowhere. But it's yeah. always like even, I watch people watch it that are like not, they're a little more like conservative in terms of like, out there stuff, and they'll still be like oh. That was pretty rough, but I mean, they were still laughing about it. It just—it's—it's uh, it's something that everybody can just get. Yeah, I mean, you know me—you know me. I'm—I'm I'm a little bit more on the conservative side of some some things, and yeah, I love that show. It's very right. funny. I mean, conservative. I meant conservative, more in like. Uh, oh, more like they don't laugh. Personality, yeah, or like, like reserved. Like, yes, reserved. yes, I do. Okay, yeah, I was like, yes, I do indeed find this quite amusing. <laughs> but, but like reserved, yeah. as in like. Oh my I, god, I get, that language. I get, what you're, I get what you're saying. That language. Oh, Because <laughs> they'll just straight up start dropping, like, crude, crude language, hardcore. Yeah. But it's so good. So purposely done. Yeah. Good stuff. Huh. Okay, so I think my last two. So I have. I have to put this in, on here. Um, just because, like, much like, I'd say kind of similar to Naruto, it, it is a gateway of some sort. Um, I don't know if I can necessarily describe what. <laughs> it's just a Pro- gateway. Probably, probably finding that, probably to the gateway that seeing that animation can tackle, um, mature topics and storylines and um, through plots, so basically a 
you know, having a having a whole series that's leading up to a to a conclusion. I see where you're going with this. Okay, okay. And and that show is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, it's the storytelling, the world building. It it showed me what people who set their minds to it can do in an animated series. Um, I hadn't ever really come across anything quite like that before. Um, there's there's a magic to that show that hasn't really been matched since, I would say. Um, at least at least in terms of of a Western market. There's a lot of debate between me and you of whether or not Avatar is is anime or not. I would say it is a it is Western anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's. I don't think there's been a a Western cartoon that's quite done the same thing for me that Avatar has. I, I think Adventure Time does it does is fun. I love Adventure Time, um, though that's actually a show. Again, got on, got on board with the hype train, but I watched precious little of of that <laughs> show compared to how much there is. Um, yeah, but um, just such an incredible soundtrack the like I said the world building having this this the magic system in it the, the bending of the elements is just such a fascinating interesting idea and having like it just it it I think it, it's great for imagination yeah I know it got my imagination going um, and having set worlds like that um, and presenting it to children um, with topics about war and revenge and forgiveness and redemption and the and like these are huge things like these are things that like grown people need to like still need to learn <laughs> lessons from you know and and presenting some of these big topics to kids in a in a digestible and intellectual manner, um, you know, I mean, there's plenty of funny moments in Avatar. There's lots lots and lots of uh, that's rough, buddy, mm-hmm. uh, among uh, cactus juice and other such. Cabbages. Um, my cabbages. <laughs> um. Yeah, just uh, what a magical, wonderful show. Um, like it's a show that I'm gonna be watching for forever. I'll rewatch that show um, year after year. Absolutely, it's so good, um, so worth your time if you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't, I'm sorry that you've been missing out this long because it's very much worth your time. Um, uh, my mom got into it. That's any if that's anything. Yeah. Um, usually, when my when I can get my mom into a TV show, that's usually a pretty good seal of quality, I'd say. So right. yeah, I've never um, I've never tried getting my mom into an animated show yet. Yeah. So I feel like she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't take it seriously. Yeah, we watched through all of that and through the Legend of Korra as well, the sequel series to, to Avatar, which okay. isn't quite as good. Um, it's it's still the animation in that show alone is is worth watching. If you're like an animation nerd, like if you like watching stuff just animated well, 
that is the show to watch. Absolutely. Um, but uh, does some things narratively that I'm not super on board with, and some of the some of the seasons were not great. But uh, Core is right. still definitely a, a good watch. It's not going to be a show that I watch again as frequently, though, for sure. Avatar is going to be one that I will still. I've I've rewatched it two or three times, and it's a show that I'm going to continue to to do so with. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I've watched. I've watched all the last Airbender like two years ago. I watched it for the first time, so mm. that was definitely a great, great experience. It's definitely world building is the best thing it contributes. It's like you don't see that. You don't yeah, see that kind of detail in a children's stories world ever. Yeah. So, so there's there's a show on Netflix right now called The Dragon Prince. Okay. And it's the um, the creators are one of the guys uh, Giancarlo. I don't remember. I think Giancarlo Volpe or something. I think that's his. I think that's his name. There's a couple. There's a couple of people who are in charge of it. They were in charge of a lot of the writing and some directing of Avatar The Last Airbender, particularly in the third season. Um, that show has a similar... I I love that show as well. Mm-hmm. Dragon Prince is definitely a big... a big. I mean, it's not it's not a pillar on my list, but if you're looking for another show to scratch that itch, that is the show to go for. Huge, awesome world-building, fascinating magic system. Again, um, it's different from, from Avatar's, and uh, again, tackling huge topics grief uh dealing with death of a loved one um trauma assassins uh all kinds of uh, fascinating stuff that that's tackled toward geared towards children and it's and again it does it in in a way that doesn't speak down to them it meets them at their level but also expects them to kind of think about it as well and and awesome awesome writing hmm. so yeah so I've uh, I'm about halfway through Legend of Korra um, mm-hmm. but it's been a long time since I've watched an episode I'm like fall- I've fallen behind season 2 see, if you're halfway through season 2 is the is is kind of a low point in yeah my opinion. I thought so too it's pretty bad I thought season Not 1 bad. was a really good start I, I um, like a lot of the stuff season 2 does and I I still enjoyed it but there's no there's no denying that it's the weakest season of anything Avatar: The Last Airbender related. Get him. Easy. Get him. <laughs> the third se- the third season of of Legend of Korra is my favorite. Yeah, I think it was I, early on in season three. So. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite. I they did some awesome stuff with that one. So. But yeah, I think but, that's the thing is like Legend of Korra seems not as good as Avatar for sure, but it's like the same world, so it's hard to go yeah. wrong with that. Exactly. They're yeah. able to continue that world and especially take it into a different time period is really cool. Uh, and get still some references to previous characters so the world's still tied together and everything. Mm-hmm. So there's some cool stuff there. So my last show that defines me is a Japanese animation Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, Death Note. Death Note. Ooh, yeah. good choice. So, I see you're a man of culture. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, only people with high IQ can appreciate Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till you see my last one though. Then we'll then we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so Death Note was kind of like a breakthrough in terms of more recent. It was still so long ago that I first watched it. 
but more recent, definitely in comparison to Dragon Ball Z, when I like got, I watched it and experienced it, and it was like kind of reju rejuvenated my love for anime, and it's just, and it's like kind of covers up the part again of of what I love, which is like really smart, smart writing and just like mind games again, just the way that the light does everything he does. It's so unique. Again, I, can, I don't think I could find anything. I mean, there's things comparable, but not quite at the level of like how that show is handled, where you have literally the main character is is an anti-hero, and mm -hmm. and like you go back and forth between lo loving him and hating him, and you have the antagonist who is really lovable, and just a lot of cool stuff. And I love the the whole rivalry is really cool too. Yeah. And I'm not gonna. Al is one of my favorite characters in fiction. Yeah, for sure. And I just think the world the world's handled really well. It's I mean the concept itself is such a good one. Just the idea of a Death Note dropping down. Uh, but and I won't say any spoilers. But episode twenty five. Never has an episode affected me so much like in an anime. That was like a, one of the big ones for me. I was like after watching it, I was just I like, couldn't believe it. I was just like silent for a while, like I can't believe this. Uh, but so good. There's a lot of really, really good moments in it that I love, and like I kind of really re-experience it a lot because I I love watching reactions to it and just seeing people watch as everything's un unfolding and on an episode to episode basis. There's a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. A show that's comparable. A lot of people compare them. Kogias. Um, no. Uh, well, yeah, to an extent. Kogias is really great. Uh, Kogias has a lot more... I would say it's more complicated than Death Note. Because that that show has... That show is great, by the way. That's like one of my favorite animes also. But um, that yeah, show has a, like... That show's got mechs. That's got like fan service. It's got uh, political intrigue. It's got... Uh, action. It's got drama. It's got. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say what it has. The one I was going to say. Oh jeez. Um, really, I got. I got. I got. Awesome. Um, I forget what episode I'm on, but I'm partway through season two. Oh, okay. I mean, I'd say it's good. I personally don't think it's on the level of Death Note for me, but we'll see well, how okay, it pans out. <laughs> I'm just wrong. I'm um, yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. The, but the show I was going to suggest is uh, it's it's not as intense. I would say the great part about Death Note is is it's it's very like over the top. It's very striking. It's very intense. And the score. Um. So good. Oh yeah! Great, great music. Uh, Monster is is another show that's often compared to Death Note, but it's I would say a more realistic Death Note because it's literally set. Uh. It's literally set in the real world, and, um, like, like there's no, like, supernatural element to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's as much, psych I would say, as much psychological, um, exploration, um, and mind games, and, uh, its own form of intensity. It's a more, like, I would say it's a, I don't want to, like, come across sounding, like, snobbish about it i'd say it's like a more mature sense of <laughs> of like um of uh, intensity 
And I don't mean that at all to disrespect Death Note, because this is an amazing show. Um, but I guess I guess what I mean it's it's dealing with a lot more like a lot more real world type of fallouts and psychological mm. stuff. So it's a good show. Um, it's kind of long though, so if you're <laughs> not into anything long, then mm-hmm. but it it may possibly be the most faithful show translating a manga into an animation where it's literally taking almost every shot is like a panel that they've animated from the manga because the manga is a masterpiece um so if you're going to adapt it you might as well you might as well make it as masterful as the, the manga was so um yeah that's that's a, that's all I'll say about that but that's a tangent there's been plenty of those this time mm. Uh, do you have any any other thoughts on Death Note? No, I think that's it. I mean, it just covers that pillar where it's like I love, yeah. I love the just seeing a, a brilliant mind at work, and in this case, two brilliant minds combating each other. Yeah, that's cool. So, so mine, my pillar, <clears throat> stake it into the ground here. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. That's what I'm gonna okay. put down. It's what I'm gonna put down as my fifth. There we are. Uh, it's it's probably being um, it's probably being uh, what's the word? No idea. Wouldn't know where to begin. So many words I could say. It's probably being a little bit more um, riled up now because there's. This new Evangelion fever, I guess you could say, because the Netflix uh, version just came out recently. Um, there's a whole lot of controversy behind that for various reasons that I won't won't get into. I want to just talk about the show <laughs> in general, why it's a pillar. Um, Evangelion's one of the, f- I want to say one of the first shows that I watched all the way through. Um, there was obviously I was getting into Naruto, but I watched through. The original Full Metal Alchemist series, I watched through um, Death Note, and I also and Code Geass, uh, and then Evangelion was was one of the other ones. Just because I'd heard it's a staple, um, I'd seen you know images. It's hard not to have he- at least heard about that name or heard that name. See, yeah, um, the only and, thing I know about the show is the name, and that's the thing is I knew the name and I knew it was like it's a foundational thing. It's like it's it's what started to get it's like it was the in that dragon ball craze it was like the the other big one that mm. that was getting um anime super super big and super popular um so it's one that i watched and i really enjoyed um i never followed up with its with its companion film the end of evangelion uh, and i feel like when i made it through that whole the whole series again in college and watch that with it. That's when it like it really hit me how much, uh, like, how much that series like, how interesting it is. How, um, how kind of like, it's, it's not a, despite what it might seem, uh, it's it is not at all a typical show in any sense of the word. Um, it's. It is what it's like pretty much an art house show 
that somehow catapulted to mainstream recognition. Um, well, somehow because the writing is very good. <laughs> um, the there's just so much intrigue and mystery in a lot of the show. A lot of the world building is done that's really good. Some of it is going to be so confusing that you'll probably have to like do searches on wikis and stuff. So it got me like mm. it got me having to piece stuff together myself until I could figure out like exactly like maybe not necessarily what it all meant, but like at least what the how it all sort of comes together as a whole. And then from there analyzing what it means. Um there's a lot as long as you're paying attention to the show I would say it's pretty it does a good job of communicating what it's about to the viewer a lot of a lot of very good visual storytelling a lot of good editing uh, a lot of good understanding the characters as people um, is something that the show does very well um, as a lot of the show is focused on not just what's literally happening, but the psychological, um, the internal struggles and um, mental states of the main characters. Um, and the show just does a lot of a lot of things that um, shows have tried to match since, but because of because of like it was I guess because it was one of the first to sort of do that it's arguably the anime that changed the industry forever um, because of uh, just because of the the merchandising that happened as a, as a huge result of it the the huge craze of, of figures that, that came that came out above Evangelion you can't go to a convention and not find Evangelion figures even today um, and it's it's it was a phenomenon when it was around uh, in Japan when it first aired it was still continued to be one until end of Eva then with the rebuild films it's just continued to still have mass appeal even though those films are pretty divisive among fans of the original of the original series but all that aside because of its tackling of very personal introspective type stuff it's art house type things it stands it, it sets itself apart from its contemporaries and even from anime these days as well um, and so I guess just because it, it helps it's a show that like really wants you to self reflect a lot um, that's kind of what it wants its audience to do is that's not necessarily going to happen but I think that's that's really what was being asked of the audience to do mm -hmm. um, and because of that it's um, it's just it's a show that I'm gonna continue to, to keep coming back to and analyzing and watching for for ever probably just like Avatar um, so yeah that's a staple right there I'll have to I'll have to check it out sometime. You will have to. <laughs> you should. Uh, a lot of a lot of thoughts about that Netflix dub though. Yeah. So. So I've heard. A lot of thoughts. So I've heard. So that's. But I think that'll about wrap it up there. That's the ten animated television programs that define Tarkaron. No overlap. 
could have amazing. Could have been SpongeBob almost. Yeah, yeah, almost but if, did. If, but I it mentioned, didn't. if I mentioned SpongeBob, you wouldn't have had SpongeBob on your list probably. I might not have. I don't know. <laughs> if I it's, said it, it was but long. it's it's it is a little too funny to. It's like like I said, it's almost too funny not to include for me. So, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Death Note with the mind games, Courage the Cowardly Dog with the weird games, Ricky Ricky Morty, the funny stuffs, Pokemon, Imagination and Wonder, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recap <laughs> mine because honestly, I'm very tired right now. <laughs> wow. Well, that's I had, be I had it. a really long day and I was at, I was getting killed out in 95 degree weather with like 100% humidity or right. whatever it was same here I died Negative. actually several times oh cool I actually have never sweated more it's been a long time since I've sweat as much as I did today wow yeah I have to work outside with long sleeves on all day so it's mm-hmm. uh, and pants heavy pants so yeah Not it's cool. uh, yeah I sweat a lot every day uh-huh there's nothing better than the feeling of laying down on a bed after 12 hours of physical labor, right? The, f- <laughs> the feeling when you just hit it. All right, All right. so that's going to be it. Yeah, it's a different video. We're all set. I mean, if you want to check out a recent video we did, uh, Extremely Wicked. No. no we, <laughs> we check, out some of our other, check out some of our other ten, uh, Define Us um, episodes. Uh, get some video games and some uh, live-action TV shows, so you can check those out. Yeah. Who knows what will be next? Who knows? We've already mentioned one in this episode. Go watch our Spider-Man Far From Home review. Sure. Do it. Go see it. If you haven't seen it already, be be prepped for spoilers. That's all. They're calling it the best movie since... Avengers Endgame? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. That's going to be it. We'll check you out next time. See ya.